0: Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, one of the things that Paul said was, he talked about drinking the water of the word. Uh, and so it's, you know, the water and the spirit, they're, they're both hand in hand. And um, so just take in, okay? Just take in tonight. You've got no, you don't have to do anything. Just receive. Amen? Amen? I believe something's going to happen in your life tonight. Um, you know, I, was, I read the story and talked about the story of Lazarus this morning and how Martha and Mary found out their brother was sick. They sent a message to Jesus. You know, my brother, our, your brother whom you love, Lazarus, is sick. Jesus got the word. He waited two days until he came. By the time he got there, four days had passed. Lazarus obviously died right when they sent the messenger because he had been in the tomb for four days. Dead. He was done. And Jesus got back. And um, Mary stayed in the house. She was just tore up, crying and crying and crying. Martha came out. The other family and friends came out to meet Jesus at Lazarus' tomb. And this began to take place outside of the tomb. Um, And this is, you know, this is, this is your tomb. You know, some of you are are locked up. Some are free and moving in the things of God, but some are locked up. Some of us are partially locked up. we got like part of our body still hanging in the tomb, and part of us is out out of the tomb. Part of us is still wrapped up in those stinky grave clothes, and every while you sniff them and you say, oh, you know, and then you partially, partially free. But this is, this is what happens here. It says, therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, they were weeping. They were weeping uncontrollably. Martha was crying and crying. And the Jews who came with her, they were also weeping. So the whole crowd was weeping and weeping. They had lost their... This is four days later. They're still crying. Jesus says he was deeply moved in the spirit and was troubled he was deeply moved he was he you know he knew exactly what he was going to do he had no doubt that lazarus was coming up out of the grave what he was troubled about was the sorrow he was hurt because they were hurting he's hurt when you're hurting he's not hurt because he thinks he can't fix your stuff he knows he can't what hurts him is what's hurting you. And that's that's what's going on here. He was moved in the spirit, he was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? And they said, Lord, come and see. And then it says, You know, if you ever have to memorize the scripture, this is a great one, John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept. So you can remember that. Everybody say Jesus wept. Okay, you memorized the scripture now. Say it again. You got it, okay. Jesus wept. It's a powerful word to remember. Yes. You think about him right now at the right hand of God. Jesus wept. Wow. 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 Now here's this, this, just hang on here. The raising of Lazarus from the dead was one of the last miracles that Jesus performed before his death. There's a lot of the heavenly ministry of Jesus pictured in this miracle. The obvious foreshadowing is Lazarus being raised from the dead. Lazarus... Um, being raised, pictures, each of us being raised up when we were dead in our sins. We were dead in our sins. We were hopelessly dead in our sins, without hope, without any chance of living a good life. No chance. And it goes on here, it says, um, Today's verse pictures another aspect of the present day ministry of Jesus. Jesus was deeply moved by the death of Lazarus. And the pain it caused for his friends. This miracle was the outflow of his love for Lazarus and his family. Jesus was moved. Oftentimes when Jesus ministered to people, it says he was moved with compassion. And he put his hands and healed. He looks at you and he's moved with compassion. You're his friend, right? You're his friend. He loves you. Today, Jesus is moved by our pain and our troubles. He prays for us today and represents us before the Father in heaven. That's what's going on right now. He's praying for you. He's moved, and he, he's moved in the, in the spirit by what is troubling you. It affects him. Now here's, here's an interesting quote from Jonathan Edwards. It says, "How tender did his heart appear to be?" On occasion of Mary's and Martha's mourning for their brother and coming to him with their complaints and tears. Their tears soon drew tears from his eyes. He was affected with their grief and he wept with them. Though he knew their sorrow should soon be turned into joy by their brothers being raised from the dead. And how ineffably affectionate was this last. And dying discourse, which Jesus had with His eleven disciples a few days later, the Last Supper, and He ministered to His disciples when He told them He was going away and foretold them the great difficulties and sufferings that they should meet within the world when He was gone. And He comforted, and he comforted them and counseled them as His dear little children and bequeathed to them His Holy Spirit's as it were in his last will and testament in chapter 13 14 15 and 16 in chapters of john and he concluded with the, with the affectionate intercessory prayer for them and his whole church in john 17 john 17 jesus is praying it's like a a picture of the ministry he's stepping into praying for me praying for his church loving us you know that that's really what intercession is it's the love of god intercession is love poured out It's God's love. It's God pouring love into us and then pouring it through us into the world. It's the love of Jesus. It's the prayers of Jesus. Mary and Martha appealed to Jesus for their brother because they knew how much the Lord loved Lazarus. This is also the way we can approach the Lord today. He loves us and will move heaven and earth for us. This is our grounds to approach Christ he is deeply moved by our pain and suffering. Look to Him today. He's our heavenly intercessor. He loves you deeply, and He's praying for you. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever it is that's, that's on your heart that you've been troubling and worrying about, just take it right now. Just cast it on Jesus right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. You carry my, you carry my troubles and my pains. Lord, you're moved with the feelings of my infirmities, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So this this is the ministry of Jesus. The intercessory ministry, standing outside of our tomb, calling us, calling us to life. Calling us to life. He's beckoning each one of us to life. Life as He knows it. I am the resurrection and I am the life. Come out of the place of death. Come out of the world of death. Come out of the lifestyle of death. Come out of the thoughts of death and let me pour my love on you and in you and surround you. Let me take these grave clothes off of you and heal you and make you whole. So going on, a couple other thoughts from this passage. John eleven forty. 40. Jesus, to Mary came out and they sent for Mary. You know, he's calling for you, Martha said, and Mary came out. And when she got out there, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe... You will see the glory of God. Now that's what he, that's what he's saying to each one of us tonight. If you believe, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. Now he's talking, not, he's not talking about the visit his coming glory, which is also true, but he was talking about, he's seeing God being glorified in your mess. That's what he's talking about. If you, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God in your messed up family. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God in your messed up finances. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God in your body, touching your body. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God in your emotional condition that's been troubling you. If you believe, you'll come out of depression and you'll see the glory of God and your life will become a display of, you'll become like a beacon light shining for the glory of God. Yeah, faith is an interesting th- thing. You know, I've, there's, sometimes we get stuck on formulas, you know, there's one word that's a powerful word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But faith is, is not just a, it's not just a, like two plus two is four you listen to a certain number of scriptures and suddenly you have faith and you see the glory of God. Faith is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, an opening up of our perception of the spiritual worlds. Faith is when the spiritual things of God become real to you. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. You begin to know that it's true. You begin to know that it's true. It's not a hoping so. It's not you're not striving real hard. Oh, I believe the Word. I believe the Word. I believe the Word. I'm, it's not that. It's a resting. It's a knowing. It's when he he comes and, 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 and suddenly you know it. Suddenly you know it. It's unexplainable. Faith can't be explained. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind because nothing has changed. Lazarus is still dead in that tomb. But something has changed in you. The switch has been turned on. Well how does that switch get turned on? It gets turned on through the through the the, the being in the immediate influence of Jesus. That's where it gets that's where it happens. And immediate in his immediate presence, that's where it happens. And that that happens in the Word of God and in the anointing. Those are the two those are the two ingredients. And it's it's right here, right now, for you tonight. The Word of God is being taught and preached. His presence is here in our midst. You open your heart. You open your heart. You press in. You press in. You know, I I tell this story all the time about when I received the, this fresh anointing upon my life in 1994. And I'd been Pentecostal at that point since 19, almost 20 years. Or tw- actually, 21 years. I'd got filled with the Spirit and saved in, in, in 1973. This is 1994. I'd already been pastoring for 16 years. I knew about the baptism. I walked in the baptism in the Spirit and get, got people and did all of the things that I'm doing now. But it wasn't the same. There wasn't the same sense of His presence on my life. It was different. And I remember sitting in those services, sitting in those services and sitting in those services. And it was just as if I lifted. I reached up and turned the light switch on. Or somebody reached. It's just like I can remember the moment where I was sitting. I can see myself there, and suddenly the light switch turned on. The light switch turned on, and suddenly the things that I was seeing and disturbed by became real to me. I became aware of this this magnificent presence, this atmosphere that was all over the place. My switch had been turned off. My receiving switch. It was on off. It needed to be turned on. The switch needed to be turned on. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God. You know, when I when I pray for people, you know, some people are waiting for me to get super anointed to pray for them. The anointing is here. You're the one with the problem. turn the switch on get hungry get hungry get hungry get hungry get hungry for the things of god if you if you then i not say to you that if you believe you'll see the glory of god it's not complicated it's not if i believe i'll see the glory of god i want you to say that if i believe I'll see the glory of God. Wow. wow! And this this can be in in many different arenas because we have stuff that keeps coming to us. We have to. This isn't something that happened once and now it's oh, it's done because of what happened. You know, I, it's this is something I have to be challenged with every day. If I believe, I'll see the glory of God. I have, I have all kinds of challenges facing me right now. How about you? Do you have any? If I believe. Ha ha ha. I'll see the glory of God. If I believe, I'll see the glory of God. If I believe, I'll see the glory of God. The Word, that's the, that's the Scripture, the Word, that's the Word of God. If I believe, I'll see the glory of God. I'm taking that in. I'm taking that in. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word. I'm taking that Scripture in. If I believe, I'll see the glory of God. I'm taking that in. That's mine. That's mine in Jesus' name. Amen. Ha, ha, ha. If I believe, I'll see the glory of God. And now I'm drinking some water in right now. Come, will keba. la put your receiver on. Turn the switch on. Turn it on. Flip the switch. Flip the switch. Oh, Yeah, and then he goes on and, after when when these uh, John, let me let me go over here to, to the text John eleven he's uh, blah 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 steak. okay so Jesus again verse thirty eight this is so powerful Jesus um, came again to the tomb groaning in himself one translation says growling he was making some guttural noises. He was making some out loud noises that people could hear. It was groaning. John said he was groaning in in himself at this situation. He was troubled by this situation. He came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench. Everyone say stench. That's what your problems smell like. It's a stench. By this time, there's a stench, for he's been dead four days. Some of your stench has been there for four years, and it stinks. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you'd believe, you'd see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone. They turned the switch from the place where the dead man was lying. They did something. They turned the switch. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this that they might believe that you sent me. I'm praying this out loud so they can hear. And when they said, when he said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus come forth. So he's, he, that's, that's what he's, that's what he does. He comes and he comes to you. He's, he's been sta- he's been standing outside that blasted tomb for far too long. Yeah. Standing outside the tomb. Come out. Come out. Come out, come out wherever you are. Come out. come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come live in the light. Come out of the darkness. Come out of the crevices. Come out of the death. Come out of the negativity. Come out of the pain. Come out of the sin. Come out of the unbelief. Come out, come out, come out. And step in. And He's calling out. He's calling you personally. He's calling you by His name because He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. This is not about somebody else. This is about you. He loves you. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you no matter where you've been. He loves you no matter what you've done. He loves you. He hates to see you in the misery that you're in. He says, come out of that cave. I've got a new plan for your life. I am the resurrection. And I am the life. Come out. Come out. Come out. And then, um, this, he was raised from the dead. He came The man who had died was bound hand and foot with wrappings. His face was wrapped with a cloth. You know, this um, this is a message we've got to come to grips with. Paul said to consider yourself dead. Consider yourself dead. And then consider yourself alive. You've got to consider yourself dead to that life you used to live. Dead. My, that other life was not worth living. It's not like it was kind of a little messed up, a little part of it, and, and redeemed the good parts. It's, no, there weren't any good parts. Dead. Consider yourself dead. Say goodbye to your past. Dead. Dead. Consider yourself dead. Dead to what you used to be. And then consider yourself alive to this resurrection life. He said to reckon yourself dead in the King James. reckon. I reckon. I reckon that I'm dead. I reckon that I'm dead. I am reckon I'm not the, that person anymore. And I reckon I'm alive now. I'm living a brand new life. So, yeah, he, he, clou- he cl- cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. You know, this, um, fin- I'm going to finish with this. Thought. It's a, a blog that I wrote last week, Miracles All Around. This is the most profound miracle in the ministry of Jesus, this one. He not only healed someone and raised them from the dead, He did it publicly. Death is our ultimate and final enemy, and He conquers it with His Word. Everyone who saw or heard the eyewitness accounts were shocked and stunned. How could Jesus overcome death? Should we be shocked by this miracle? I don't think so. He created the very body that died... And went into a tomb before he raised it from the dead. His creating and sustaining of the universe is a far greater miracle than raising one man from the dead. And he does it every day. He's doing it right now. He forms billions of people in their mother's womb. Sustains them, feeds them, and carries them along throughout their lives. Why should we be surprised at him raising the dead when he's the creator and sustainer of all things? Now here's... Augustine, on this, I love this. He says, among all the miracles which were wrought by the Lord, the resurrection of the Lord of Lazarus holds the most foremost place in preaching. But we consider attentively who did it. Our duty is to rejoice rather than to wonder. A man who is raised up by him who made man, for he is the only one of the Father by whom, as you know, all things were made. And if all things were made by Him, why wonder is it that one was raised by Him when so many are daily brought into the world by His power? There's people being born right now, being created in their mother's womb by the hand of God. Thousands and thousands around the world. It is a greater deed to create men than to raise them again from the dead. Yet He deigned both to create and to raise again, to create all and to resuscitate some. Jesus is the resurrection. Resurrection life flows out from Him to all of us who believe. He created me. He protected me. He's called me by name. And He's raised me from my tomb of death. He created me. He protected me. He's called me by my name. And He raised me from my tomb of death. Today, His resurrection life renews me every day. This resurrection life, it's renewing me, making me new on the inside, as I drink of his spirit and feast on his words. As I pray in the spirit and read the word of God, I'm being renewed day by day. I'm being strengthened in my inner man every day. You know, you really, you really there's really no such thing as stagnancy in the things of God. Either you're growing stronger or you're deteriorating, one of the two. You can't just there's no such thing as being stagnant. You have to be growing stronger in the Lord. You have to be pressing on to know the Lord. Going and growing and becoming. So, yeah, so, yes. so this, 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 um, today His resurrection life renews me. It empowers me. It heals me. It guides me. And it enlightens me. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing inside. This resurrection power is working in my life, in every part of my life. In my emotions, my body, my mind, my spirit's. I'm being affected constantly by the Holy Spirit, the resurrection life of Jesus. So we live in a world of miracles. There are literally miracles all around us. Constantly, they're all around us. They're swirling all around us. Miracles. As we get near to Him, we begin to have eyes to see all that He's doing all around us. He is the resurrection. Believe in Him and resurrection life will be your world's resurrection life. I am the resurrection, Jesus said. I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believes in me will live even if he dies. Life. Life is affecting me. So, yeah, I think that, I guess the, the, the problem is is we get stuck on which senses we're living by, which senses are we trusting in, and what's which, which senses are are making the most influence on us? you know what we're, we're the things that we watch and listen to and meditate on and ponder and embrace and fondle these are the things that affect the way we we live, and then then the, the, that part of us is strengthened and the and the part of us that's that's that is aware of the supernatural becomes, it becomes stagnant. This awakening happens in the house of God. Thank you, Lord. Strengthen us in the Holy Ghost. Awaken us in the Holy Ghost. Empower us in the Holy Ghost. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.